Holy smokes, welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 17. I'm Ryan Clements. I'm one of your hosts alongside Guides Editor Stephanie Lee. I say banana, you say? Hammock. Banana hammock. Hello. Hey. And then we also have Peter Eichmann's editor at IGN. How's it going, everybody? How are you? I'm doing fantastic. All right. It's midweek. It's Wednesday. There you go. And Hump we are, day. Yeah, we are in a bit. How dare you? <laughs> how dare you? That is offensive. I, I did go there. I, I appreciate it. We are in a bit of a time crunch today, as you can probably already tell if you're just coming onto IGN and finding this podcast go up at an outrageously late hour of the day. It's pretty late. It is about 5 p.m. right now. Oh, on my Wednesday. God. But that's okay. We're going to make it a nice quick show and then uh, move did on. Did you just almost fall there? No. Oh, okay. That was a twitch in my neck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is a little funny. Whoa, oh, my God. He's down. Man, down. It's, it's dangerous right recording chair. a podcast. Uh, it's animated. Po- podcast here. is serious business. <laughs> so in case you've never heard Podcast Unlocked before, it is IGN's 360 podcast where we talk about all sorts of Xbox-related material. And we do so in the company of good friends. Good friends. And good times. Uh, And we have a couple topics as well as a few questions, uh, reader questions to answer. Our topics include Boulder Dash, which just came out on Xbox Live today. They also include Miss Splosion Man, as well as, uh, as I said, Reader Mail, which you can write to us, unlocked, at IGN.com. That is our address if you would like to join our conversation. And I encourage you do because we still we get a fair amount of reader mail. But you know what? We will, I will probably get to your question eventually if you keep sending it There's in. There's never enough. We're happy to, happy yeah. to read them. Yeah. I, I do enjoy reader mail. So uh, first of all, I would like to send out special congratulations to all the people that won the Mortal Kombat downloadable content. Congratulations. Last week. So congratulations to you people. I, yes, I sent out the emails already. So if you didn't get an email with the code in it, you lost. That time. But that's okay, because there will be other contests. It was also a riot, just reading all the, the quotes yes. that we had I think we, the had, that was, we were on the ball last <laughs> week. A good, it's, it's, it's hard to follow. Hard, hard to follow. To follow. But uh, that's okay. We're so, our own tough act to follow, Yes, apparently. <laughs> Why don't we start with uh, the topic of... Uh, it's like a downloadable show. It's a downloadable heavy show this week. You know what we can also talk about? Earth oh. Defense Force. Oh, Have you yeah. played that? I played a bunch of uh, survival mode with Anthony and uh, some of the developers. Before the review went up, and what do you uh, think? Times. What do you think? It's bro? like stupid old school fun. It's like if you got to control a really bad looking '50s sci-fi movie, but you're the you control it. Okay. Along with like bad acting, bad cuts, and shooting a whole bunch of giant bugs. Like it's glitchy. Like it slows down. It has problems, but it's just fun. It sounds like I mean, from what I played, I was playing uh, split screen with Anthony uh, during the review process yeah. as well, and yeah, it seems like a lot of fun. And it's cool because in this particular game, there's a you know, this was not the first Earth Defense Force game, uh, but in this is the first one. Well, it's the second one, right? Yeah. Second Were there one. any spin off, crazy spin offs, or anything I'm not aware of? Or? I don't think so. Okay. I think it was just the old one and this one. And the the sequel has character classes now, so you can you have an even uh, another way to develop your character outside of just uh, unlocking and leveling up like your weaponry and whatnot. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. And now it has uh, online jetpacks. Jetpacks yes. are overdone. Third person co op. Okay. So you just don't, do you not like jetpacks? I just think they're overdone. Okay. Like in gaming in general? Yeah. In the multiplayer. Like, <laughs> like how frankly you said. <laughs> Have you no dreams <laughs> of jetpacking yourself? Not really. Actually, I always thought that a jetpack is sort of lame. I, I, I have, I, my, my real preference is either the, like you have powers like Magneto, he's like on a fucking little silver disc that he's levitating on. Yeah, levitating. Like that was cool. Or if you, it's like in a fantasy setting and you have like a staff and the staff is glowing and, and you're floating through the air and your cloak is like. 
Does that mean I can't call you Rocketeer anymore? Correct. Damn it. What about magic carpets? You, uh, magic okay carpets magic are carpets. okay. They're okay. If there's, uh, again, more of that... It has like to have that sound effect. On. Yeah. Uh, as long when, as they only go in U shapes, like Super Mario <laughs> Brothers 2, with birds on them. By the way, when have you ever called me Rocketeer, Peter? <laughs> I have a list of imaginary nicknames for you. All right. That I just made up just now. Can you, what, like, what else is on this list? Um, just right, right off the top of your head, go. Start, <laughs> start naming some names. Phone tag Clements. Phone tag Clements. Chair spinning. Chair spinner. <laughs> Uh, headphones. Damn it. <laughs> I am just lacking creativity. <laughs> I love lamp. I love lamp. Oh. All right. So why don't we talk? So, oh, all right. The, the moral of that story was Earth Defense Force, pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, if you don't mind sort of rolling with the fact that this is a budget game, it is not necessarily the highest production values you're going to see in gaming. Uh, I had a good time with it. Yeah, I think just fun. I think you will too. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about Boulder. Actually, let's talk about Misplosion Man, because I, I, I don't have a lot to say about that, so I'll let Peter talk about it. Well, I played a lot of the original Splosion Man, which was, it's all fun and good, and I think it's really hard near the end. Okay. And so Damon was reviewing Misplosion Man uh, through most of the last week, and I'd drop in and steal a level or two from him every once in a while, and it's just ridiculously hard. Like, and I'm saying that after, you know, playing way too much Super Meat Boy. Uh, Misplosion Man is crazy hard. Okay. And it's like, because you have like the triple jump explosion kind of. Right. So you got to deal with all your timing issues and jumping around. And it's not just all laboratory levels now. So there's a lot of like falling out of the sky issues in the levels now. And um, it's a really great game. Like the imagination and comedy they put into it. Twisted Pixel has done it again, as you might say. (laughs) Um, But it's just a lot of fun if you like platformers and uh, quirky humor and Things along those lines. That sounds like they followed in the footsteps of uh, Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man, where Miss Pac-Man. Oh, that's Pac-Man totally was like, where they stole like the idea of going Miss, right. you know. And and, and it's like Miss version part. was yeah. a lot harder. Yeah. And more diverse, so it was pretty cool. Absolutely. That's pretty. Sounds pretty cool. They made uh, they do like a lot of jokes in that kind of vein. Like if you skip a level, jokes. Uh, jokes. If you die jokes. too much and skip skip a level, like um. You're punished by her. Her ass gets fatter. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, know how, I don't quite know how I feel <laughs> yeah, about some I know. of that comedy. There's some of that comedy. Oh, comedy! Comedy written by men. <laughs> All right. That was another of your nicknames, Ryan. I don't quite know how I feel about that comedy, Clements. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. That one is good. Yeah. Just use that every time you address me. Now. <laughs> uh, also, I want to ask you, how much is Misplosion Man? Eight hundred Microsoft baby dollars. Okay. You know what else? You know what else costs eight hundred Microsoft baby dollars? No. Boulder Dash Boulder XL. Dash. I want to call it, it Boulder Dash. I do too, and I think I probably Boulder say Dash. that by accident in the video review, <laughs> uh, which, by the way, will go up uh, with the written review tomorrow, Thursday. You get uh, Boulder as you dash. You will, you will How many my... levels are in that bad boy? <laughs> 100 arcade levels, okay. along with uh, a whole bunch of puzzle levels, a whole bunch of score attack levels, and a bunch of retro levels. Now, I uh, yes. had an old port of that on PC on like a five and a quarter inch floppy disk okay. of the original Boulder Dash. Right. So fun. Yes. It's, uh, this is the kind of game where I, even though I was really frustrated because I was dying all the time, every time I died, I was sort of like, well, my bad. You know, there was really no, it wasn't the game's fault that I died. It's my, I mean, it's my fault. It's every, you sucked. Yes. Every, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Every, every, I'm just saying how it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't apologize. Uh, every death in that has like you can tell why you died, and there's a reason behind it. Uh, 
preferably you can fix what you I, appre- the I appreciate it when games do that like yeah. if it's the game's fault that you died because of a glitch or something you know then that's maddening but if you're like that was my fault yes that still or, oh, my fault. oh but, and sometimes it's not even about a glitch like for example uh sorry quick a tangent uh playstation related i was playing i've been playing a lot of infamous 2 recently and there's gonna i would like to say there are many a moment where i am minding my own business strolling down the street and a rocket hits me in the back of the neck okay <laughs> now that causes instant death and that's there's really not a lot you can do that's when a rocket hits you in the back of the head. Aaron rockets. Well, even even if it's like sort of like you're you're shooting and then through the smoke like a rocket comes and there's really no feasible way you can roll out of the way on time and and it's you instantly die and you have to start back at a checkpoint and you're like you know at, at, at what point is it not a challenge and so much as just that was just luck of the draw? Yeah. That I, right. you know. I mean, even in the first one, just like snipers from three blocks away, you're like, who is shooting me? Yeah. Seriously. Also, ev- all the AI in Infamous 2 is so acutely aware of everything <laughs> you're doing. It's maddening. Like, I could be like scrambling quietly along like the edge of a building. I am in, in no way visible. And then the guys on the rooftop are like, there he is. <laughs> and then it's like open fire. Hope I didn't spit into my microphone. It makes me think, have you guys ever seen The Weatherman with Nick Cage? No. No, a but strange, it's a Nick a, Cage movie, no, so I have to No, a surprisingly good uh, drama with Nick Cage. He's just like a weatherman on TV. He's kind of like a loser. And people just like throw food at him throughout the movie from their cars. They're like, hey, weatherman. And they throw like food at him. Just kind of reminds me of the same thing. Okay. Can't really so. get out of the way. So, I have all these movie references that nobody ever understands. Yeah. No, I'm sure we'll get a flood of emails. I, I, like, I'm I actually love really movie. bad at that because like, my friends are all big movie buffs, and then they would always throw a reference my way, and it goes straight over yeah. my head. I'm terrible What's at What's the them. sound effect for that? I like no, it. No, it's like an old projector. <laughs> going over your head. I like that. Is it, it sounds like someone's snoring, actually. <laughs> Another of your nicknames, Ryan Clements. <laughs> Thank you, Peter. Yeah. Um, but, uh, anyway, what were we talking about? So the difficulty, the difficulty is like intuitive, kind of like you can learn from it. And it's not like that fast, twitchy kind of knee jerk reaction. No, actually, actually there is a, for a quote unquote puzzle game, there's a lot of, you have to move, you have to haul ass to survive. Yeah. Uh, because first of all, every stage in arcade is timed. So, and everything wants to fall on your head. And everything wants to fall on your head. And then like there will be sections where it's like, here's a narrow passageway, and there's a damn shitload of boulders that are going to fall on your head. And then you have to just sprint. And your little robot ass is hauling its way across <laughs> the screen. You play as a robot, by the way. The game does not turn you into a robot. I like the fact that he can just stand under a boulder and be like, hey, boulder, what's up? What, on he, my head. I'm fine. As <laughs> You're fine as, until as I move. As soon as you step out of the way, then the boulder <laughs> falls. Yes, but thank you for the sound effect. Yeah. But, we're just uh, full of them today. We, yeah, we got a lot. <laughs> yeah. Fucking rolling. Um, Soundbox. Anyway, so yeah, I was, generally speaking, and I mean, this is just sort of a sneak peek of my review for tomorrow. I was, I was happy with the game, even though I was, it was a lot of frustration to go along with it. It's not the kind of game that you, you should be playing in a rush. You really do need yeah. to, you kind of need to think it out and, uh, and plan accordingly. I think the, the point we we're trying to make about the difficulty is like in, in Boulder Dash, you have to run a certain path under boulders. If you run a different path, you're going to die. Right. But in Infamous 2, you can't be like, oh, damn it. I should have been on the other side of the street. I would have been fine. <laughs> that rocket's still going to hit you in the back of the head. Yes. Or, or you should just be aware of your surroundings at all times. Yeah, it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. <laughs> Um, but anyway, uh, Boulder Dash also costs 800 Microsoft points. I would say that, especially for people that you know, like have memories of the fir- of the you know original man. Uh, I think 
I was reading up on it a little bit earlier today. It's like mid '80s uh, originally debuted, right? Oh yeah, before I was born. Um, when I was kicking, I kicking? was alive and kicking. You were alive. That's and why I remember the original one. I'm an old man. <laughs> you were like a little baby, and you were playing Boulder Dash. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and that's when we knew Peter had a future in video game. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's uh, pretty much about it. There was also a a downloadable Warhammer that came out today. I I just wrote that it existed, but I haven't played it or seen anything about it. I know nothing about it. I do know that Anthony Gallegos is a Warhammer fan though. He would probably know, but he's not here right now. But he's not. So this is really helpful to everyone listening right now. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm just giving some background story. They want to know how IGN operates. Well, Anthony's on a plane right now going to some far away location. But now the listeners know that there's a Warhammer out. Yeah, it's true. So you drop some knowledge. Dropping knowledge. There you go. Um, I think that's kind of about it. Can anyone think of, well, just in terms of like the downloadable goodness that came uh, recently. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I know, uh, the last thing I reviewed that was downloadable was Backbreaker, but we talked about that the other week. Yes. That's probably last week. It's, it's a slow month this month. It is slow. Yeah. yeah. I think the biggest game is actually Catherine, which is like, and now and go, the review like to, went up as we speak. Yeah. I would, yeah. The, the review should be up by the time you're listening to this. Um, Catherine is an awesome game. I would highly recommend it. Uh, I've only played the beginning couple hours. Um, Colin uh, Moriarty, the infamous one of the hosts of Beyond with myself and Greg, he... What's Beyond? Uh, podcast Beyond. I'm just it's kidding. It's a little uh, IGN podcast. <laughs> it's, uh, he, re- he did the review, and uh, <laughs> you're pushing something at me. What happened? Oh, no, there, there was a wire just going over this keyboard, and it, just, it bothered me, so I had to move it. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad that it doesn't bother you anymore. I'll move my glasses also. There we go. Um, yeah, we'll check in with Colin's review. And also, I wanted to have Colin on today to talk about it, but we really just didn't have the time. Schedules did not work out. But hopefully, maybe next week, we can do a little follow-up if people are still uh, yeah. kind of... if The the demo uh, actually is available for anyone interested. came yes. out today. Excellent. On Xbox Live. There you go. So yeah. go download the demo, see what you think. It is a really crazy mix of uh, puzzle puzzle gaming and sort of weird spooky japanese dating sim you know what really gets me though is like japanese games have always had this kind of quirky feel to it and i'm not sure why Catherine is getting as much attention and gaining so much traction among the audience or the american audience rather well i i mean it's definitely well it has an interesting premise for sure yeah i mean fidelity yeah i mean the the premise well just the whole setup of the game i think is pretty smart and pretty cool but also you have to i mean I think that the reason people were so excited is because of the team that's behind it. And this is sort of their first, this is the persona, as they're called, the persona team's first soiree into, uh, you know, uh, current gen gaming, at least in terms of like a big major release. Hmm. So, so that I can think be that hit or miss, why, though. So it's nice to hear that it came together no, well. No, and, and not only that, but I think this was a great stepping stone because they will inevitably make a Persona 5, and Persona 5 will certainly be on the PS3 and 360, I could only imagine. So. I think this is a great step for them, and the game looks oh, looks so good. This is actually one of those rare Very times cool. where, like, they use they actually have anime cutscenes as well as like the in-game cutscenes. And when they switch to the anime cutscenes, it doesn't actually. I don't think it looks as good. Like, I'm I'm That's thinking funny. I want to see the in-game cutscenes because it's in an, an like an anime style, but it's just much smoother and more. It's all fluid rendered, and, right? In yeah, 3D. And, um, yeah, and it's all it's all 3D action. Looking good. Yeah, Looking I'm excited good. to play this because the last really Japanese game I played that kind of had that sort of same otaku feel was mm-hmm. uh, No More Heroes, and I really dug that. Yeah, oh man, very no cool more style. Heroes. Classic. I, I never actually beat uh, No More Heroes two, 
I didn't. Did anyone beat that no, yet? No. I did not beat the first nope. one either. Oh, I, I, I beat the first one. Not the, the first one is so. The first one is such a great. It's like ending <laughs> a series of final boss battles. That whole game is just a setup for all the boss battles. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let us move on to some reader mail, which you can email to us uh, to unlocked at ign.com and keep them short, please, please, please. Also, I, what did I want to say about reader mail or something else? Oh, yeah, you uh, accepted the FIFA challenge. I was challenged to the death at a FIFA match, and I, I'm dead. Let's just say, <laughs> let's put it that you way. You are now dead. <laughs> so we finally got some, it's like, it's hard for us. We're all very busy, you know, especially for one-on-one matches. Like, luckily, I was able to find some time, a uh, very nice listener named Jay. Uh, we sat down, and I was like, you know, I, for, for me, FIFA, I don't play a lot online, but I play enough that I know what's going on. And, right. You know, I consider myself okay. Uh, and I have that kind of mindset where, like, on any given day, like, you know, somebody could win. They get the right openings. They find the right outlets to pass. And when I start talking about uh, soccer here, these guys' eyes just kind of glaze over. I'm, I'm so looking directly at you. I was De- just talking about it's her with her phone out. Yeah, really. Oh, anyway. <laughs> so what I mean to say is that I have that feeling that, like, you get the right passes, you could win the game that day. Okay. Uh, and so this was, I went into the went into the game with this mindset, and six goals later, I'm just kind of staring at the screen and wondering where he found the win button. Okay. Because it did it's not. It's on the uh, back it's, of the It's really well hidden. Yeah, I did not find it. Only You've, to people who are worthy. So I was uh, ceremoniously stomped until we played uh, best two out of three, which he won three out of three, which doesn't even make sense for a best two out of three. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But basically, we came down to the third match. Uh, we held it tied through regular time. I scored in overtime, and it was things were looking good. But he tied it up, and then he took the lead after a, a late-game penalty kick that I gave away. And, uh, yeah, three games for three. Yeah. Lesson learned. Tough he knew what call. he was doing. He knew yeah. what he was doing, and I respect that. And, and you said he was a, a gentlemanly sport. Very, very much so. Very polite. All right, excellent. This is good to hear. Yeah. Uh, I forgot to make one important programming note at the beginning of our show. Uh, we have gotten a lot of feedback about some people think that the sound quality of our new podcast setup is better. Some think it is a lot worse. I would like to point out that, well, the equipment and the soundboard and our computer are all have all been upgraded. We're still tweaking not only the settings, but also we need to soundproof this room because it is way too big and echoey, which is why you might we might not sound as good as we should. So I would like to point out to people that uh, please hang in there and uh, wait for us to get all that stuff in order. I do not have control over that, so I don't know when the soundproofing will happen. When it does, we will hopefully sound better and not as echoey. Okay, that was that. That was that. Let's move on to reader mail. Excellent. Let us start with a... Oh, I really liked this question, actually. This question is coming to us from Nicholas, who writes, Just wondering if the Podcast Unlocked crew prefers a slow burn to the start of a game or a fast opening. I personally love the slow burn in a build-up before the shiz hits the fan, Fallout 3 being a good example. What do we think, guys? Slow burn or fast? I don't know. It depends. Like These days, I have such a big backlog of games I want to play. And not to say I just want to be like smash my way through them and be done. Right. Uh, it sometimes helps to just like get right into it. Otherwise, I might lose interest or get caught doing something else or get stuck on another review or preview or you know just pulled away. But um, if it's fast, then maybe I'm just drawn in and I'll find any like spare moment I can muster to get into this thing. But I think when I have the time, I love that slow burn too. Because by the time like uh, as you said, the shiz hits the fan. Uh, you're so invested in the characters and the story and whatever's going on. I mean, depending on the game type, of course, um, that it's just that much more satisfying when stuff starts exploding and happening and there's always explosions. Miss Lee. I feel the same way as Peter. Like with, with my time constraint now, I need it. 
I need to get in, be able to get into that game. The, and the game needs to draw me in almost immediately. Otherwise, I lose interest. Also, my attention span has like <laughs> gotten smaller in recent years. So it really, it really takes, it's starting to take a lot more. But, and, and you can, sometimes a slow burn, like it, we've discussed this in near last week, right? How mm. it takes about at least 20 hours to really get into the game. Yeah. And I got a good at least 10 i'd say before i was like you know this isn't doing it for me nothing's happening i'm gonna give up on this game despite what my friends say okay i i just i didn't have any more time to commit to it so understandable i need i need that quick, <laughs> quick explosion snapping i like man you they got look bright you picked colors. Up the sound levels good on that uh i will say that for me uh it really de- i know this is kind of cheating but it depends on my mood if i am sitting down with like 20 to 30 minutes and i sort of just want to play a downloadable game I prefer if my downloadable games are extremely to the point and very, yeah, yeah, basically just concise. You can get in on the action. You can enjoy it. Uh, Kind of the same with portable games, although I do a lot of portable gaming in bed before I go to sleep, and in which case I don't mind if it takes a little longer. But generally speaking, if I'm really going to sit down and very seriously play a video game, I don't mind the slow burn at all. Mm -hmm. I always use um, Star Ocean... uh, the oh my gosh the second story well what was the original name of the second star ocean no idea the second story i think the, no right. i thought that was the psp remake oh man no, my, my mind's all jumbled up star ocean to this it's just it's till star- the end till the end of time no that was the fourth oh. for ps uh mm, or the third on. that was the third i don't for remember playstation 2 i think anyway <laughs> so the second star ocean on playstation 1 I loved how that opened because it really it like it's a nice soft build up. You like you get, you know, sucked through time Let and space. Let me ask you, when did you start when did you play that game? Uh I mean it was like a long, long time ago. When you were a lot younger and had a lot more time to kill, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. snap. Is it, were you trying to oh snap me? No, there? I was just saying. I was trying to. I was just trying I'm to say sorry, that. I, it, I inappropriately use oh snap. <laughs> I, I don't know what it oh, means. Oh snap! No, no. I mean, I, I, I totally. I mean, obviously, I had more free time then. But I mean, I, we all still have free time on the weekends. And if we choose to game, then that's you know, that then the game can be whatever we want it to be. And I don't know. I just I always remember that Star Ocean opening is something like you get teleported through time, and then you suddenly end up in a forest, and you like rescue this girl, and then she like cooks you breakfast or something. <laughs> it's like uh, we were we're talking about last week or another week Xenogears. Like that's yeah. a real slow burn. But also, I was much younger when I played that, so I don't know. Yeah, I had a lot more time when I was younger. In retrospect, I appreciate that. I can't say like what I've played recently that had a real slow burn, except. Uh, Record of Agorist War Zero and my many powerful children. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very cool. Thank you, Nicholas, for the question. Uh, let's go on to a question from Mick. Uh, are there any bands you would like to see make soundtracks for games, and what type of games would they be? No. I say no because as soon as you're like, oh, I love the song, or I recognize it, you're no longer paying attention to the game on its own merits. You're like, you're bringing in outside influence and outside reactions. Hmm. Like, for movies and games, like, I love things that aren't based on reality or, like, things I see in real life. Like, when they're not, like, set in the United States or set in the city. Like, I love fantasy worlds that are well fleshed out and that kind of stuff. You want total escapism? Yeah. Like, I like well-done fictional creations of locations and places and times and who knows what. Okay. Um, Stephanie? No. Mm. No. (laughs) I would, I would, um... 
I mean, that's a tough call because I, I a lot of my favorite music is, as you guys all know, K-pop. And I, what? So it's yeah. not really fitting Surprise. for most of the dramas and games. Exactly. <laughs> Though I'm always down for like a rhythm game that just uses all K-pop music. Oh my! If anyone Lord. out there has any suggestions, I'm interested in getting into another country's pop music just so we can like kind of battle with these two. Ooh. So like some random country, Could send me send me Japan. some pop music. Just no, not too close. What about like, like Scandinavian yeah, pop? Scandinavian pop. Skate pop. Skate pop. <laughs> so send me some music, guys. Dangerous. That way I'll have something to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Moving on. K-pop, Canada pop. Ooh. C-pop. 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 I like it. Yeah. Send in uh, obscure pop references. Obscure pop. We'll see where it goes. Here is a quick and fun question from Yair. Yair writes, What's up, guys and gals? My question is, if the podcast, as in our podcast, were made into a game, what kind of game would you want it to be, and who would you like to develop it? What kind of game would we be, guys? Um, for Pretty some reason... be exactly like L.A. Noir. <laughs> Lies! <laughs> no. Truth! Actually, I immediately this thought of Castle Crashers. This has nothing to do with our podcast. Castle Crashers? Yeah. Good one. Oh, I Good like one. it. Yeah. yeah. We'll All be right. beating each other up yeah, all the time. You with can attack works. each other. I approve. And fish. Uh, I think it would just be Seaman, uh, and we would all just be floating heads that would, and then we'd. Or no, like, really? That's the Dreamcast game? No, I don't Mm-mm. think I played that. You know what? Parappa the Rapper. And you have to like hit our, what we're saying in the podcast. Keep punch. It's yeah, all to- in the mind. <laughs> if you want to test me, I'm sure you'll find the things I'll teach you. Uh, yeah, I know the song. Yeah. Don't you question my No, I know on the that. song too. All right, good. <laughs> Nevertheless, you get a lesson from teacher. No, kick, punch, chop. Kick, punch, chop. Then you can like go offbeat a little bit, like kick, kick, punch. They get extra points. I love that game. Oh, I'm not making fun of you in Classic any way whatsoever. Gaming. Love it. Classic. Uh, all right, let's go to Chris in the UK who writes, "Hi, locksmiths. How do you feel? How do you all feel about game renting? Hear a lot about the used market, for, but nothing about rentals. I personally rent tons of games and only buy a few big, long-lasting titles each year. E.g., Fallout. Thanks, Chris in the UK. Uh, P.S. Pip pip. Pip pip. Yep. I, I like the concept of game renting, but I feel like in the modern day and age, it's gotten a bit crazy. Like if you rent a game at Blockbuster, it's like nine or 10 bucks. And when you can find a retail game new on sale for like 30 most of the time, like it's not even worth it to spend that much time and you're going to get late fees and it'll get messy down the road. Then there's like Gamefly, but I end up with Gamefly. I'll just be sitting, I have a game sitting on my desk for all month and I, that I ended yeah. up paying, you know, 15 bucks for so in the olden days, I loved it because it was affordable and helpful and handy. But now when there's all this online codes and passes and it's just gotten messy. Yeah, with all the DLCs too. And most of the time now, most uh, rental companies offer like a, a buy, the, buy the rental copy that you have so you yeah. can own it and keep it. It's basically buying a used game. Yeah. So kind of falls into that same concept. I think this is also a, a good point to admit and accept the fact that we are very privileged working at IGN, yeah. and so we basically can get free game rentals whenever we want because we have access to the company's game library if we need to expand our gaming knowledge. So unfortunately, I, I, none of us really have the need to rent games, um, but you know what? For those where it, it works out for you guys and it makes sense, you know, awesome. Do it. The problem here, rent too, games. in the U.S. is that uh, so many mom-and-pop shops have gone under because of like the big stores and Netflix and Gamefly and everything that you can't find like that corner store that'll rent you a game for a couple bucks, which I don't know, growing up we used to have sort of thing. Um, and I know it's a totally different world now with, uh, you know, 
game formats, not cartridges that you can simply blow on, but stuff that gets scratched and it's more expensive in general. And um, oh man, there was there was nothing worse than driving all the way to the blockbuster, renting a game. You drive all the way back. You're so excited. You make your popcorn. You get your soda. You're like, oh man, get everybody come over. I've got this new game. And they'd be like, awesome. And you get there, and then you put the game in, and it just doesn't load. Yeah. And you like <laughs> look at it, and there's like me. there's like fucking like you know, snot on it. And it's like a big scratch. It's like telephone and number. Like a, somebody used a, it as like a, a label from somebody's note. like Chiquita Jesus. banana on the back, and you, you never know. And it's Jeez, Louise, what do you do with your Discs. I'm saying, what did that other person <laughs> do to my disc, <laughs> to my poor disc? And then there's that sinking feeling where everybody's just sitting there waiting, and the popcorn is getting cold, and oh, the soda is getting warm. That's depressing. Yeah, that's sad. Remember that time. Remember when that happened? <laughs> is that a that? bad memory for you, Ryan? No, I don't even know if that ever happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking there aren't that many rental places anymore. Mm-hmm. Like Blockbuster has closed down most of their stores, and there's no Hollywood Video. So there's only GameFly, which kind of has a crap. EQ system yeah. like if you don't get if you don't get that game the first day it comes down out, your list yeah and you won't be seeing that game for at least a month yeah so i used to work at a hollywood video yeah we, we wore purple shirts and black pants i remember and after after work i would always work the late night shifts and i would go and get mcdonald's at like two in the morning and eat it with a rented movie that I got for free. And, and you'd it smear great. it on your games you just rented and then, and then put them back <laughs> in the case with your Chiquita banana sticks. I am on to you. This was you living your life trying to pass the buck. I am on to you. <laughs> it is like L.A. Noir in here. Yes, nailed it. Do you have a fucking problem, Clements? <laughs> I will break your teeth. I need evidence to back this up with. Uh, you, open up, you open up your notebook and there is an immaculate sketch of me that you somehow did during our interview. I never understood that. You're a good detective and a better artist. All right. Anyway, uh, um, let's see. Let's move on to a question. That is way too funny. Sorry, guys. I'm cracking up here. I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Oh, we should have, you know what? I should have uh, read Andrew from Utah's question earlier because he writes, I played the demo of Explosion Man and liked it a lot. However, the sequel just came out and I don't really want to get both. Which do you think I should get? Thank you from Andrew. Peter. I'm going to say the second one. It's like bigger and better. Okay. That's what I I feel. Yeah, same game mechanics, but bigger and better. Okay. Um, here's a really cool question from Tyrone. Tyrone writes, first things first, love the show. Thank you. So my question for you guys is if you could erase your menu, your menu, that's what I meant. If you could erase your memory of any game from this generation and then play it again for the very first time, which one would it be? It does not have to be a 360 game. Mine would be Red Dead. What about you guys? Grand Theft Auto 4. Okay. I remember like just the first time putting that in and like story starting up the first time you get control of the car and driving and it's like very, very exciting i very much like the grand theft auto series so that's where i'd go with that played it for all over for the first time amazing nice i'd probably go with portal 2 without even having playing uh, played portal because i feel like playing portal got me adjusted to the way portal 2 would play that's a good point or actually played. yeah, yeah. I like and that. so i feel like i figured everything out too fast okay and then i feel like <laughs> if i fumbled around a little bit more you know would been would have had that much more satisfying um, yeah. feeling I wish you were next to me the whole time I played that game because there was many times where I'd just be standing there like, I don't fucking know what to do right now. <laughs> what? Is all right, so I put the orange portal there. 
and the blue portal there. <laughs> and then there's just silence for 15 <laughs> minutes like, as I try and <laughs> contemplate exactly what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, it was These complex awesome. geometry equations in your head for no reason. <laughs> yeah. I said it's like this movie montage with like text going over the screen, all these diagrams, Ryan's just trying to figure it's this like out. It's like fucking Goodwill hunting. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, like a beautiful like, mind just scrambling <laughs> yeah. to write this giant equation on a board. Then <laughs> it just doesn't work though. Like, Damn it. Oh man. All right. And all you needed to do was just pick up the companion cube. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it was actually the first puzzle in the game yeah. where I put the cube on the red button. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, let's move on to uh, where shall we go? Give me quick, Peter, fill time. Uh, Ryan, fuck you, Portal Clements. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know what, what is. Uh, okay. Do, do. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, guys. That was awful. All right. Let's move on to Parker. Parker writes, hey, guys, I was just wondering, what are your personal playing styles? Some people run through killing everyone. Some people are sneaky. Some people collect everything. Some people rush through the story. Uh, This is from Parker. uh, And Parker writes, postscript, Peter, I am Dutch Indonesian. All right. So this guy knows what I'm talking about when I talk about things appreciate that yes i don't know my style depends on the game yeah like uh i had to record some black ops footage once and babia was over my shoulder and he's like <laughs> he's like man you, you play all slow and calculated because i do i kind of creep around the map i like i pick my shots yep. and then yep. i get stabbed in the back <laughs> while he's meanwhile uh, not camping not camping not camping monitoring uh, monitoring and taking everyone out left and right yeah we just very different play styles man Bobby is a god of Call of Duty. Yeah, but it. then I play something like Super Meat Boy, where, uh, you know, I start off kind of slow, but then by the time I know where I'm screwing up, like we are talking about with Boulder Dash, I know where I'm screwing up. It's my fault I'm dying. Uh, I get to the point where I'm just, like, slamming through these levels, like, un- up until the point where I keep dying, then um, I'm just crashing through it. It all depends on the game and, I guess, how well I know each game. I, usually, I think I start a new game pretty slow and calculated, just trying to get my bearings. All right. Very good. It de- definitely depends on the game. Okay. But I could say that in like first person shooters or multiplayers, I'm definitely very cautious and I play more defensively. Like okay. some people charge right in and are really aggressive, but I'm kind of like kind of stay in the back, kind of get a feel of the field, you know, put my hand in something. <laughs> put <laughs> in my hand in something. Thanks. Thanks for making fun of me again. <laughs> All right, team, we're going to go down left 100 yards. What are you putting your hand in? We're busy here. Exactly. Get your hand out of there. So um, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm definitely not an aggressive player, but right. I do. I do yell angry things. When don't I play. you play a lot of Black Ops too, though? I don't play a ton, but oh. I have been playing more recently. Okay. I was going to say you, you've been tweeting left and right about blops and blops and oh, blops. With, with bloops. Lo- with bloops and blops. Bloops. Right. Bloops and we blops. We started an IGN clan. Nice. Yeah. So look right. for the IGN tag and kill us. <laughs> Just find the girl with her hand in something in the game. Something. That's in happening. something. In something. Could it be a jar of honey? Could it be something much more regrettable? She's just like, testing bees. the waters. Bees. <laughs> uh, to, answer, uh, to answer Parker's question, I'm going to do a little uh, skit. Uh, oh. A one-man skit in order to oh. answer the question. Are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Was that a, oh. I we were all going to participate. It was going to be exciting. Um, well, I, I don't think you guys would know where I would be going with it. <laughs> okay. So that's why it would be difficult First rule to do. of improv, say yes. <sighs> Just say yes. Say yes. Yeah. Anyway, so here's, here's how I play games, okay? Brave knight, the village has befallen. <laughs> the dark sorcerer's curse. The skies are darkened by his magic. And the trees weep. Please help us. 
Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, no problem. But there's this bush over here, all right? And I swear to God, I got a good feeling that there's a potion in it. Now, I understand that your child is sick with the dark fever, but that bush is so tempting. I'm going to go to it, cut it down, look for the potion. If there is no potion, there might be a potion around the corner from the bush. So I will get it and then come back and save the lamp. That's totally how I play when I yes. have to write the guide. Yes. You're like, but, but I'm play... paying attention to what he's saying because yeah. you're staring at the bush the whole time. Like, oh boy. What's in the bush? Like, I could literally be like running down the field and like there's like the bridge spanning the dark chasm and, and there's lightning bolts crackling and everything and the hero's like running for it and he's like, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Hold hold on. on. There's hold that path over there. That path might have a treasure chest and the treasure chest might have the secret item that I need to craft the ultimate sword. I call that JRP sword. syndrome. Yes, it's, it's so true. I'm so bad. That I swear, what broke me was when... Wow, another Star Ocean reference I'm about to drop. The the PS2 version, when it actually gave you a percentage of how much of each map you uncovered below the map. I like When I, when I saw that the very first time I saw that, I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to 100% every map. It's just like mocking you with I know, it's, it's like 89%. Where's that little inkling of land that you didn't explore, bitch? And I'd be like, fuck. And then I had to run and, and check out the land. That'd be great if games had completionist feedback. <laughs> Didn't see that pigeon motherfucker <laughs> hiding in the alleyway. <laughs> oh, screw you, it's video games. It's called a hidden orb for a reason. <laughs> Keep looking. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, I'm so bad. And sometimes it ruins me. And I really do. And it, it is. It feeds into the fact that I am legitimately clinically diagnosed with obsessive compulsive. A minor case. But I have it. And I know that this feeds into my gaming. Like, I, I feel like I start getting, like, anxious if I think that I miss something. And then the worst feeling ever is if there's two paths. You see two paths. And you're like, okay, I'm going to look, I'll glance down the right path. And then if, if it looks like it's going to go on further, I'll go down the left path and finish exploring it. So you start going down the right path. And, oh, no, there's an automated cutscene. I can't skip it. And now I got stuck. <laughs> and I'm going to fight a boss. And I'll never be able to go back. I have to reload my save from four hours ago. <laughs> I have to start over. <laughs> Ryan, that's, I that's totally feel you. That's how I feel exactly. No joke. Yes. Clements. Yes. But but thankfully, modern JRPGs and, and RPGs in general have have that glint of an item or an item yes. kind of glitters now, so you, can, yes. you know it's there. Whereas before, you had to like mash the X button everywhere you went in the hopes of picking up a potion. I don't know. I, I, I will never forget in Final Fantasy VII when yeah. you're like in a junkyard and there's a little glint and you like I almost passed it and I was like, was there a glint back there? It's like, oh yeah, uh, it just so happens to be the summon thing for this uh, ultimate holy <laughs> magic that you can get. But you can't get it no anymore. big deal. By the way, the answer to last week's question of what my favorite summon is in almost every Final Fantasy. It's fucking Alexander. It's a holy robot. Come on, guys. It shoots Come out holy on. divine sun rays from its giant, awesome metal face. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think this all just kind of goes right? back to the old, uh, the old poem, two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and I don't make me choose! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Pretty sure that was the original. <laughs> that wording. was the quote. Yeah. That was exactly it. That was how uh, Frost wrote it, yeah. I believe. Yeah, that was a Robert Frost reference, right? Absolutely. All right, good. I always like get too smart for myself when I'm trying to like caption uh, screenshots in an article or something, and I'd like drop red. I think I did for my uh, Dirt Three review. I did something about drive speeding by woods on a snowy eve or something like <laughs> like chuckling to myself and then realize i'm an idiot and then you delete and then and you're like, like screenshots <laughs> here's screenshot a from Look game at B. screenshots please screenshots please okay well that was fun that was a good time how much oh wow yeah okay we need to get stephanie out of here goodness too late now i missed my train 
What? So no, then we can... we can stay. Yeah, we can stay. No, it's fine. Don't make me feel worse than I already do. It's uh, fine. Let's, uh, I think that pretty much wraps up reader mail. Remember, mail us to, uh, ma- send mail to unlocked at IGN.com if you no, want to join you her. must continue now that I've... I know, but there's, there's no more questions. There are got, so many questions. Them. I have some questions. We got, I mean, no questions that I, I wanted to say right now. No, we're good. We're good for now. Um, because we still have a few things to talk about. Oh, okay. We still have the meta achievement. Oh. Keep in oh. mind. Now, I think it's Peter's turn. What? I would like I to got say. no heads up here. The, the, the rum job meta achievement from last week, which is taking a picture of you drinking a rum job drink, which is from the Knockin' Boots podcast. Uh, I would like to congratulate Caleb, Sean, and Lawrence for completing the meta achievement rum job. Good job. Hooray. Get it? Good job. Because <laughs> it's rum job. LOL. Grum job. Okay, so now the meta achievement responsibilities fall to Peter. If you're new to the podcast Unlock Family, you will know the meta achievement is a game that we play where we will give you a task and then you win fake points that don't mean anything, but <laughs> they are meant to make you happy. And uh, then you can brag to all your friends who won't understand what the hell you're talking about. Eventually we'll think of something to do with them. Yeah, Maybe. eventually. Maybe. But it's all, it's all on the honor system. So don't try and cheat yourself. You're only, you che- only, you're only cheating, cheating yourself. yourself. Oh. Yeah. So Peter, what is their this achievement? Week? We have so far had a picture of you and your Xbox. Yes. Uh, eating... A Luther burger. A Luther burger. Right, we have had very few people t- attempted that no? achievement. Uh, okay, yeah. I can count them <laughs> on my own hand. And then the rum job. Yes. And then drinking a rum job. Let's do something actual, uh, actually gamey. Okay. How about in the next seven days between now and the next podcast? Oh, well, I think they should be able to go back and do this if they're yeah, listening okay, to it okay. late. Uh, so I was going to uh, somehow relate this to uh, earn the hardest achievement you've ever earned, whatever okay. that may be for you. Okay. And take a picture next to yourself uh, with the, you know, dated after, okay. post-dated from today, from this Excellent. episode. Excellent. With that particular achievement. Yes. Holy so put crap. It, so it's put like it, Inception stuff. Yes. Exactly. Achievement within an achievement. So highlight, highlight your <laughs> proudest achievement on the screen and then take a picture of you like next to your TV with that achievement displayed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. I, that's a little bit honor system E2. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fine. This is a, this is all a good game. Game but for fun. This, this is about achievements. So show us some achievements. Some okay. great stuff you've unlocked and earned. And how many points do they get for this achievement? Well, this is going to be a low one. Let's say 10 points. Just 10 points. Just 10 points. Because they probably already You're probably have the doing this regardless of this podcast. Right. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So take a picture of yourself standing next to your TV that is displaying your proudest achievement and you get 10 points. Send yep. it to unlocked at IGN.com. Very good. Thank you, Peter. A few housekeeping notes before we wrap up today. You can. Oh, all right. I just gave the email address, but I'll give it again. Unlocked at IGN.com. Also, you can follow all of us on Twitter where we will entertain you to no end. You can follow me at Pwam Cider, P W A M Cider. You can follow Stephanie at Super Lee 7, that's L E E, the number 7. Then you can follow Peter at Pykemans, that's P E Y K E M A N S. You can also follow IGN at IGN. Can we just ask, uh, where did Pwam Cider come from? What does it mean? Oh, I totally told that story on Did here, you? didn't I? I it never might have been it. before I showed up. I yeah. don't know. Really? Oh, man. Uh, very simple. Uh, my very good friend and boss, Ryan Geddes, uh, created the name Pwam because when we were first like meeting, when I first started at IGN, uh, we exchanged cell numbers one night when we were drunk uh, <laughs> so we could get in touch with each other. And he put in my name, Ryan, and the next day that he checked it, it was Plum somehow. <laughs> so right. uh, that's, that became my nickname. And then Cider, because I like hard cider. It's tasty. Have you ever had a snake like, bite? Uh, no. You know what that is? No. 
It's hard cider with Guinness, with a layer of Guinness on top. Mm. So you hit, you I'm get not... that bitterness from from Guinness, and then when you get to the cider, kind of I... offsets that with a little sweet, little if, sweetness. If you couldn't already tell, I don't like bitter things. I like nice sweet things. Really? Yeah. Do I look like a bitter person? No, I'm not. I'm not saying You're that you scowling, are. Just walking around the office, <laughs> scowling, always in a bad mood. I know. Come on, I'm so miserable. Fun fact: yes. my Twitter name is actually an acronym. Is it? Wait. Night? Really? It's up to you to figure it out, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> if, anyone, if anyone has any good acronyms, though, let's let's hear them. Yes. You know, send them in. Unlocked at IGN.com. Oh, look at that. Good job. Just for uh, Peter's name. Hey, make all the acronyms you want. Also, very important right now. Now, all of us are on Google+, Plus, which is, FYI, a brand new service that Google has put out. <laughs> brand new. Anyway, you should find us on Google+, Plus and put us in a circle. Because right now, I am in a fierce competition with Greg. I want to get more, I want to get more quote-unquote, followers than him. But it is very difficult, because Greg Miller has a rowdy personality. He is well-loved in the IGN community. I am the underdog in this battle, but I still have faith. How close is the battle right now? The battle right now is, I think I have like 500-something, and he has 600-something. Not bad. Um, not bad, especially for a new service, which is invite-only. Yeah. But people, listeners, spread the word. Listen, this is important. My pride is on the line. <laughs> Join Google+. Plus. Put me in a circle. That's all you need to do. Tell anyone that is part of Google+, Plus. oh, if you guys want some hilarious K-pop related and video game news, put this guy in your circles. You can even put them in the douchebag circle, you know? I don't care. Just put me in a as circle long as somewhere. In a circle. Put me in one of your circles and I will give you massive hugs. And then, you, and then I can, um, you know, proudly display my victory over Greg Miller. But seriously, you should also, you should put all of us in your circles because we really, we really like, I mean, I really like Google Plus so far. I think it has a lot of potential. So uh, interesting. definitely check it out and uh, thank you for your help. Well, they can put me in the circle if they can find me because, you know, there are probably like thousands of Stephanie Lees out I don't there. know if there are thousands of them I think using Google+. there could very well be thousands. Thousands? Yeah. Thousands of I Stephanie Lees. I changed my name to Stephanie Lee just to use <laughs> Google+. Plus. Do you guys have anything else before we end the show? I kind of want to get out of here. I got some Skaypop albums to go by. All right. There you go. <laughs> Man, that's like the best term ever. I like it. Skaypop. Scandinavian pop. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you very much for joining me, Stephanie and Peter. Uh, as Oh, yeah, I totally forgot to say that both Arthur and Christine are out. Surprise! <laughs> Did you notice they weren't here today? Arthur's here. He uh, just hasn't said a yeah, word. Yeah, he hasn't said a word. Arthur, why are you talking? Well, you know. Um, <laughs> that was a terrible Arthur impression. And Christine is currently um, away on assignment right now, so she couldn't join us either. But tune that sounds in. so important. Like yeah. we're like the fate of the world hangs in our hands. <laughs> Christine is out on assignment. She could not join us today. Christine's playing video games, but just not here. Yes, exactly. Way to ruin the impact that my words had, bro. Or bring them up. Guess we're not bros anymore. Unbro. <laughs> Unbro. Bro. Unbro. <laughs> Uh, thank Quickly you very make much. that social network, bro. <laughs> bro, ne- bro, brocom, brocom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting brocom tomorrow <laughs> with my bros from back on the East Coast. Holla! All right, guys, thank you very much for joining us, and make sure you tune in next Wednesday when we'll teach you how to house train a cardigan Welsh corgi. This is Podcast Unlocked, Episode 17. I'm Ryan Clements, Stephanie Lee, Peter Eichmanns. Bloop, bloop, bloop.
So we'll, this will be really fast because I want you to be able to get on your train. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, like, no, I have a, I can catch the six o'clock train. No, no, no. We'll, well, I want to, we'll record 30 minutes and then we'll be done. We just talk really fast and then slow it down in post. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs>